Join me in prayer. Open our hearts, our eyes, the very core of our being to your presence that invites us always to love and to healing and for the caring of all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. So our gospel reading this morning has about 20,000 sermons in it that we could do. So I thought I'd distill it down to the essence, if that's all right to you. I know we have a Super Bowl that we want to get to. Maybe a parade, but I think we're done with parades for today, if I have that right. I can't keep it straight. The essence of what Jesus is talking about today is relationship. And we know in our own lives, I don't want to speak for you, but you can let me know if you're into this, in this situation too, that sometimes relationships are difficult. Am I alone in that? No? Every so often we hit a bump along the way. Sometimes we hit a heck of a bump along the way. Right? And to remind ourselves of where we are in the gospel story, we're still in the Sermon on the Mount, right? When Jesus has taken his disciples up to a mountain and is spending some time having really intimate conversation and teaching with them about the essence of the work. And if you recall from last Sunday, the focus was on you are the salt of the earth. You remember that? And you are the light of the world. Amen? And is that who you are? Absolutely. Now, to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I'm like Mary Poppins. <laughs> just, just, run, just run with me on this one. I'm practically perfect in every way. Do you believe that? No, good, because you shouldn't. Okay. I can't speak for you. I know that it is a bumpy road, this life. And there are times when, wow, I can be that salt of the earth, and I can be the light of the world. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. And then there are times, not lacking in numbers, when I completely fall on my face. Does that resonate? Are you with me? And so Jesus, who is a very wise teacher, and very patient, and very compassionate, recognized that his disciples might have a little trouble now and then with being, what, the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And so he goes into this teaching that we had in our gospel reading this morning. And he says, now you have heard X, Y, Z, but I say to you, LMNOP, Okay? You have heard that you shall not murder. But I say to you, and what he does when he gets into that, I say to you, if you are angry with your brother or sister, or there is something that is breaking relationship among you, that that's the work. What he's doing is he is getting at the root of what brings, in this case, someone to a point of wanting to murder another person. He's saying you have to go back deeper. 
before you get to this, this high level of murder, you have to go down and recognize that it stems from the start of anger with another person. Does that make sense? So Jesus was a radical teacher. And by radical, if you go to the Latin radux, which means root, Jesus is always getting to the root of things. Because we know, for example, with our health, if you can, our, our physical health, if you can address an issue early on and work with it, it helps you to, to, to stay healthier so you don't get this whole other range of disease. It's true in our hearts and our souls as well. If we can recognize those things that are going on early on, that will help us to do the work that God's given us to do, to, to be part of the healing of the world and to work with it right there before it just explodes. Does that make sense? So some, in terms of this whole relationship thing, that, that's the first, the first little episode. We're just going to focus on that today. One thing that can happen in churches, churches generic, is that we start to use religion as a way to avoid this deeper work. Let me explain what I mean. If, for example, I'm having a real difficulty with a person, you know those kind of difficulties that it just keeps bumping into you and you keep thinking about it? You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to put an offering in the plate and I'm going to come forward to communion and it'll all, God will take care of everything. Have you ever thought that? No, you haven't? Oh, I have. Okay. <laughs> and you just think, if God can just pour enough grace... And we, we come up and we, we pour our hearts out to God, but sometimes we avoid the actual work. This is what Jesus is talking about. We avoid the actual work that God has given us to do. This is why Jesus says, if you're coming forward to bring a gift to the altar, brothers, sisters, just put that gift aside for a minute. Go, be reconciled to your brother or sister. Then come and do the work. So the holiest thing we do isn't actually coming to church. Okay, but you need to come to church, okay. <laughs> we would miss you if you weren't here. But to recognize where is their brokenness in my relationships with other people? Where is their brokenness in my relationship with myself too? Because sometimes we are brutal to ourselves. Where is that? And attend to that work. Because that is the work of truth and of healing. Does that make sense? And God is always in the truth. That's why we want to go to what the truth is that's going on, because that's where we find God. And we do this work. And it's then that, that God partners with us in powerful ways to bring about healing and transformation. This is not to say it is comfortable work, right? It's awkward, isn't it? Can I use that word? I'm so glad you said yes. It is awkward to do the work of reconciliation. But we can deal with awkward, can't we? And we can have honest conversations where we practice compassionate listening, where we practice compassionate speaking, and just do our best. We won't get it out right all the time. But we just keep trying. And what happens as we do this as individuals and in a community is we have a community that flourishes because that's what Jesus was trying to nurture. We talk about, remember how we talk about 
the kingdom, take the G out of kingdom, the kingdom of God, because it's about relationships. And relationships flourish when we can practice with one another that honesty of, you have hurt me, or I have hurt you, and let's talk about it, which takes courage, doesn't it? But courage is nothing but openness to the presence of God walking with us in this work. Courage means open heart. If we can open our hearts and talk about what is going on with each other, the possibility of healing grows because that's where God's grace is. That's how we become the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Okay, so can I share with you a silly analogy? Oh, good. All right, so last night, my husband Dan, who's a great chef, all right, and did you know we have the Super Bowl today? Did you notice that? Okay. We do. Our tradition in our family is my husband always makes wings. He makes the best wings. You have to remember, we're from near Buffalo, New York, where chicken wings originated. He makes the best wings in the entire world. So, of course, last night I'm still working on my sermon. I won't tell you what time. Still working on it late. And Dan is out there in the kitchen, and he's got these, this whole platter, and now there are only two of us, this whole platter of wings, okay? And, and he's just rubbing on them. And I'm going, well, what, what, are you, what are you doing with that, Dan? He goes, well, Jules, you got to rub the salt into it. So the salt soaks down into the meat, and it draws out the flavor. Ah. We are called to be the salt of the earth, to allow ourselves to dwell in those places deep within us, to pull out the fullness of the flavor and the joy of life. Right? Salt of the earth. So next time you're rubbing salt on your chicken wings, you will never forget this analogy, right? But it, you have to do it the night before, he said, because it takes time. This work of healing and reconciliation is not fast work. It takes time, but it's real. You are the light of the world. Remember we talked about this last week? You bring a candle into a dark room, what happens to the darkness? It goes away. You bring the darkness into a room where a candle's lit, what happens? The light's still there. A light shines in the darkness, the darkness cannot overcome it. So as we do this work of proclaiming love, of seeking to do the work of reconciliation in the world, that light always shines. Sometimes it might just be a little spark, right? But we keep feeding that little spark. We keep feeding it. And, and incredible things happen. So you, my friends, you are the salt of the earth. You have the gift of grace in you, flowing through you, to go down and do that work that notices when there starts to be anger or resentment or bitterness. And you can go in prayer, and God will tend to your soul with you so that then you can go out into the world, perhaps with those people 
with whom you're having a bumps or just people you encounter, and you can be that healing, flavor-pulling flavor salt to the world. That's just who you are. Nothing can change that, ever. You have the light of Christ in you. You are the light in the world, and that light of Christ is in you, bringing healing and reconciliation and strengthening and grace, and you can offer it to the world. Now, I worked with this priest who I just love. I love this woman to pieces, okay? This was a number of years ago. And we had different approaches in our ministry, which is part of the fun of working with another priest, right? And we had this ongoing argument. She would say to me, Julia, all that contemplative stuff that you do, that's just navel-gazing. It doesn't do anything. And I said to her, well, first I was offended. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to deal with that. <laughs> had to pray about it, right? But then I, I said, but no, because if I'm not doing this work, that contemplative, that inner work, I cannot do that other work. Does that make sense? And I don't think I'm alone in that. And she, she's a great priest, and she has a heart of gold. Don't get me wrong. She is phenomenal. I would ask her to be my priest any day. And her focus was very much on the active stuff, getting out, serving the poor, right? But what I think it really is, is those two have to be together, right? That's what we're called to. And it all takes courage. So I found this little blessing that I'd like to share with you all, if I can find where I put it. There it is. And it comes from a book called To Bless the Space Between Us. Are you familiar with this book? It's a wonderful book of blessings. And recognize that space between us deals with the relationships, right? And for the flourishing of community. And it's a blessing on courage. And remember, courage is that openness of heart that's willing to trust the presence of the Spirit of God with us to do this good work. And it goes like this. Close your eyes. Gather all the kindling about your heart to create one spark. That is all you need to nourish the flame that will cleanse the dark of its weight of festered fear. That, my friends, is the work of the Spirit. That, my friends, is the work of love in you and in the world. In the name of our loving, liberating, life-giving God, amen.